What you're about to listen to was originally broadcast on 98.5 Sunshine FM, Perth, Western Australia. For details, go to the website 98five.com. Good morning. Welcome to the studio. Elson Guy from EG Financial Services. Nice to have you in, Elson. Good morning, mate. It's a big day. It uh, well, big well day. it was a big day yesterday <laughs> with, the, of course, the federal budget. Um, I watched the, the live telecast from 4.30 and... I think I was still there watching the TV till about 7.30. <laughs> and it was quite interesting, though, getting everyone's perspective on it. Um, a lot of negativity, which you kind of expect, right? You sort of get some, some of that ne- ne- negativity. So um, cost of living was, was talked about. Um, that, was, that, was seemed to, that seemed to be the main common thread that I could pick up. Mm-hmm. Uh, cost of living kept coming out everywhere. Yes. And there was a lot in there, of course. Uh, but, yeah, so we thought we'd unpack it a bit today. Yeah, I'm excited to get stuck into it because there's quite a lot. And Indeed. I, I do understand that sometimes when you talk about budgets, you for some people, you get mm. that glazed look like, oh, budgets again, yeah. or yeah. I, I'm not interested. Yeah. Uh, but I, I think, and, and when you look at the, the federal budget and you compare that with the household budgets, mm. there are some similarities, but there are also a lot of differences. Okay. Similarities in terms of the fact that we are all trying to pay down debt trying to live within our means. Yes. But the biggest difference, I think, would be the fact that the government can borrow money like nobody's business. Mm. Well, they've <laughs> they, done it for the last two years, right? Correct. They can yeah. print money and they can sell bonds. And so long as people are happy to buy them, they can raise funds. So that, I think, is the, the big major difference. And for this particular budget, you know, being a uh, an election budget, I'm, I'm quite yeah. happy the fact that there are no big... Uh, major promises. So there was nothing really that jumped out. Correct. As far, yeah, okay. And, and, and I yeah. think that's a good thing because if you look at uh, what, where we're at at the moment, and I, I always, you know, when the budget comes out, there's always people who would, you know, be happy and people who would be unhappy. That's uh, right. And, and I, I, you know, I always remember that uh, Taco's advertisement, you know, where... Oh, which the, one was that? Uh, it's this little girl. And then, and then, you know, some of the family members wanted hard tacos and then <laughs> someone, someone wanted the soft ones. <laughs> yeah. And then she said, why don't we have both? <laughs> That's and right. And then they celebrated because, you know, it's hard to please everyone. Oh, absolutely. You know, and there will always be people who will say, oh, why not, you know, pour some more money into my sector or, of course. you know, into my occupation class and, you know, do yeah. something here. So it's, it's really hard to, you know, ensure that everyone gets a fair share. Yeah. Uh, and, but the, the bottom line is that the, um, the amount of debt that the country is racking up. 78 billion? Has, has increased like crazy. Mm. So if you think back 2012, give you a perspective here. Okay. We are we were on something like a 10 10% of GDP. Okay. So right? what of that 2012? About, about 10, 12 maybe. 2000, 2012. 2012, yeah. yeah. Okay. So about 10% of GDP. Yep. Now we are sitting on 25% on GDP. More than doubled. Yes. And they are forecasting that if at the rate that we are going, uh by the time we get to the 2025, yeah. We're looking at close to 45% of GDP. But don't some of those graphs, when they talk about um, the debt, don't they, don't they graph that, that it slowly comes down? Yes. Like over, so but, it would, but you never know what could happen. No, but they are no. forecasting that it will peak at that 2025, and, and they are saying that that's going to be about 45% of GDP, and that's really high. 
So if you think okay. about it from a financial planning perspective, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you know, and if you want to liken this to a household budget, mm. then you're going to ask, why has this huge increase in debt over the short period of time? I mean, I know it's 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 ten years, but it's still yeah. you know a fairly short period of time. And what has happened that would require such a high level of debt? Mm. Uh, but overall, I think the fact that uh, we don't have a lot of big major promises. That I think is a good thing because then we can focus on uh, you know, trying to pay down pay down our debt. Which is a good thing. We'll take a break, Elson. Um, lots to talk about. Yes. Fuel excise has uh, been the big talk of the town. We'll talk about the cash splurge. The cash, the 250, <laughs> the 450 for 10 million people. Yes. There's NDIS apprenticeship training, parental leave, the cyber, you know, $9 billion, nearly yes. $10 billion. Uh, wage, I'm clean to talk about wages growth and inflation as well, but we'll, we'll, there's so much to unpack. So much to get through. I don't know if we're going to get through all of this. There was a fair bit to digest yesterday as I sat there glued to the TV trying to absorb. I was even taking notes. Oh, wow. Amazing. Um, bit of cash. Now, tell us about the cash splash. $250, uh, 450 up to 1500 and also the fuel um, uh, uh, excise reduction by cut by 22, uh, 22 cents. What's your thoughts on all that, Elson? I think if you understand what the government is trying to do is to hopefully inject some form of confidence back and get the economy rolling uh, even further. Now, there are a few mm-hmm. things that have happened since then, things mm-hmm. like the floods, and we yes. still have a lot of issues here and there in different states. Uh, so I, I think the the cash on hand is some form of like a signal that, hey, you know, you guys, you've got money. Mm-hmm. Uh, spend. Yes, yeah, go ahead and spend it. And and the fuel exercise, you know, nothing speaks louder than having to drive past petrol yeah. stations every few streets and then you see, you know, and that's a very visible, very visual um, thing to do if, if they can try to reduce that um, cost down. Even, even if you don't have a car, or even if you are, or petrol is not a big ticket item for you, just having that constant reminder that you know the government is doing something about reducing your your cost of living, I think that yeah. does help in terms of that whole you know I you know I think it's it's going to be doomed. I better uh, bend down the hatches and you know try to save as much as I can, which is no good for the economy. We're all going to be we're all going to be driving past petrol stations over the next <laughs> over the next forty. We're all going to be waiting. For that reduction to kick in, because the federal treasurer said yesterday that it could take up to two weeks. Yes, and I think we're all going to be waiting for it. We hope they all pass it on. Um, they talked about the um, the A triple C coming the, the in. The yes. C. So let's hope that will make a difference because I think that that will be a big relief. What about the other cash? The cash splash. I mean, do, what if we don't spend? That's part of the strategy, right? Is to here you are. The government's saying here you are. Here's some, some as a one-off depending on where you're at. Mm. Um, and in some cases, up to $1,500. Yep. Uh, that's for July, from July 1, I Correct. think, that one. Um, and the expectation is that we actually spend it and not save it. Yep. So, But I think if you look at what has happened over the last few years, the government has actually spent a lot of money during the pandemic. Yes. And that, you know, with the job keeper and the job seeker right. and all the little bits of pieces that they've done, mm. that has actually caused our economy to surge forward. 
So yeah, if you look at their, if you look at what they're saying, we are looking at a three point seven five percent unemployment rate, which is all time low. Yes. And yes. and and if you look at how the you know our GDP is actually improved and our economy is actually improving, yeah. I, I think even without doing anything, you would see that their revenues would probably increase. But mm. this additional cash splash, you know, if you want to use that term, mm. it does help in terms of making it visual. Here's money that yeah, okay. so y- you the economy is and has already improved, mm. but it's not as visual. It's not as it's not as uh, encouraging. It's not as the impact is not there. You know, mm. you are you as a house as a person working, you're doing the slow grind. <laughs> yeah, that's right. But you know, just the additional money that's coming in, I think that that would mm. probably give that signal and give businesses a push in terms of. But after the break, I want to talk about some of the little gems Ooh, because okay. there there are little gems if you would plow through all the documents. Mm. There are little gems okay. that I think uh, individuals, people like us, can think about and see how we can make full use of uh, those right. various um, uh, initiatives. Maybe see if we've missed a bit. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, yes. uh, we'll find out after the break. <laughs> Kelson Go is with me. We're chatting about the federal budget that was announced uh, yesterday, late afternoon. Now, you, is there some hidden gems in there, Elson? Yes, there's so much to unpack. But okay. I thought maybe yep. what I can do is just pick out some of the hidden gems Great. And see if uh, hopefully it applies to the majority of the listeners. Mm, okay. uh, so the first, the first one is the home, uh, the um, first, uh, first home guarantee. Yeah. So that one is uh, previously they have got ten, ten thousand spaces, okay. uh, places, and now they've upped it to thirty-five. Okay. Uh, and so you only need a five percent deposit to buy your first home. Okay. And you don't have to pay any lenders' mortgage insurance. So that's across the nation. So 35,000... 35,000 spots, homes. first come, first serve. Okay. Do you think okay. that'll get taken up? Oh, it, it, it has... It, yeah. pe- people have missed out uh, on okay. every year since this scheme has, has started. My only thought on that, it's a gr- I, I like it, but my only thought, I can't help but think, does that then push up yes, it the does. price of houses? So yes, it does. It makes you wonder, is there, is there value in that? It, like, it does prop up the housing in those other fringe areas. Okay. So because we're talking about the first home, yeah, okay, okay, you're not talking about yep. anywhere near the CBD. You're not talking okay. about you know the uh, the expensive postcodes. You're talking mm. about the outer suburbs, and that that does help because out the outer suburbs are the ones where the incomes are a little bit lower. Yep. Uh, okay. So and and they are the ones who are probably doing it a little, a little bit more tough. Gotcha. And if property prices are you know they are maintained there instead mm. of slumping, uh, if there's any defaults, at least there's an exit strategy. And the worst gotcha. is if you have got plummeting property prices mm. and you've borrowed up to your max. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> even if you sell, you still have a debt that you have to That's pay. Right. So you're forced into declaring a bankrupt, which is not what is not good for the economy. Fair, so, bit in, fair bit in the training sector. Yes, so that is, I think, one of the big uh, items that I, you know, I hope people ha- have looked into. That is yeah. that the government is encouraging people to go back, you know, to to increase your skill level mm. and hopefully uh, be the solution going forward when uh, the borders or open again. Because that yeah. what we don't want is to have this huge outflow of talent 
and then yeah, businesses right. are stuck again <laughs> while they wait for people to come in. So things like uh, you know your apprenticeship, they're throwing money there. They're giving um, businesses the ability to claim a deduction on uh, additional training for their staff, um, purchasing of and upgrading their equipment. So at uh, IT's, thirty thousand more sports in universities so these are all trying to get people back to be trained so that hopefully we don't get that huge shortage going forward and I think there would be because a lot of people have arrived uh, have come back home uh, you know, since since the uh, pandemic, but once the borders start to open, <laughs> yeah, that's right. You know, you might yeah. have this you know big massive yeah. uh, exodus of people again. Uh, so I think that's um, uh, that's a, a pretty good initiative. Uh, things that have been promised in the past, like for example, the SG contribution to increase. So that has been um, that has been uh, lined up to increase by 0.5% every year. So the so that's the super guarantee? Correct. Yeah, so this, okay. this hasn't yep. been uh, frozen. Mm. Uh, so it, it's still going to... And that's good because at some point, we want people to be increasing their super contributions mm. and, and it's been uh, tabled that they want to bring it to, to the 12% mark. We're not there yet. Oh, yeah, that's but, right. Yep. But it, it is good that we're creeping up there. Yeah. What about, you got any thoughts on the, the whole, it, it was discussed yesterday about the whole wages growth um, and inflation and how that's tracking. Do you think we're going to reach that point where that where we do reach that way, the genuine wage growth that will that will surpass inflation? You see, I think the, the government is somewhat hindered in their tools that they have because fiscal policies can only go so much. Yeah. The Reserve Bank has been dragging its feet, yeah. <laughs> feet in terms of increasing interest rates, which is a kind of, a, it's, a, it's a big problem. Uh, when interest rates are so low, uh, inflation is going to be a problem. Businesses uh, are, are not able to plan uh, and because of the fact that they know that interest rates are going to go up, but they don't know when, mm. that's probably going to hinder them. So anything that the government can do to help people spend money, yep. that would hopefully increase the cash flow to businesses. Yeah, okay. And that would be the point at which uh, companies are happy to invest, ha- happy to pay at mm. more wages. So at this stage, mm. I think there's a bit of a stalemate in yeah. terms of, you know, we're still having this limbo, which, um, you know, confidence have to go up first. So so potentially, they also talked about interest rates potentially starting to go up. It would have may, to. Maybe August. It would have to. Yeah, okay. There's, and then there's will, no doubt okay. about it. And then that will have an impact on wages growth. And, and inflation. Correct. Yeah, okay. Elson, look, we did, we couldn't get to everything today. There was, <laughs> there was a fair bit to unpack there, uh, but really appreciate you coming in today, and we'll catch up in a couple of weeks. See you, sir. My guest in the studio this morning has been Elson Goh from EG Financial Services, and we have been chatting about the federal budget. You are on 98.5. This is Weekdays with Mike. For more details on this and other programs, contact 98.5 Sunshine FM, Perth, Western Australia, or visit the website 98five.com.